Hi, and welcome to Courage to Adapt Podcast. I'm Jonathan, a father, a small business owner, and advocate for service to my community. This podcast is about resilience and the ability to adapt to change. In today's fast-paced world, change is constant and can be difficult to keep up. But with the right mindset and tools, we can learn to embrace change and even thrive in the face of it. Each week, the goal is to bring on guests who have faced challenges and come out on the other side, sharing their stories and insights on how to develop courage to adapt. Join us on this journey to become more resilient and adaptable as we explore the power of adaptability and strength that comes from facing challenges head on. This is Courage to Adapt Podcast. Welcome back for another insightful episode on Courage to Adapt Podcast. I'm Jonathan. I want to thank you for investing your time and checking out the podcast. And I also want to extend my sincere appreciation to the people that did check out last week's episode titled Train Humility, which was inspired by Mr. David Goggins and his most recently released book, Never Finished. On that episode, I provided 10 examples of train humility and how we can apply it to our everyday lives towards our efforts and our constant process of improving each day. If you did check it out, Hopefully it provided great perspective and insights for you. And if you haven't checked it out and you're new to the podcast, please do check it out. And I'd love to hear any feedback and input from that episode. For this week's episode on Courage to Adapt podcast, season two, episode three is titled Uncommon Script. Today's episode, we'll be diving into the power of being different and the courage to pursue our life's purpose. We will be discussing importance of embracing our unique qualities and characteristics and how it allows us to make a meaningful impact in the world. This episode is designed to inspire you to tap into your true potential, to be yourself and to have the courage to create your own uncommon script of life. Get ready to be moved, to be inspired and to have the courage to be truly unique Let's begin the journey together. The true test of character is not how much we know how to do, but how we behave when we don't know what to do. John Holt. This quote highlights the importance of resilience and adaptability in the face of uncertainty and unpredictability. It reminds us that being uncommon may come with challenges that we haven't experienced before and what truly defines us is how we handle them. Instead of being defined by our knowledge and skills, our character is defined by our ability to navigate the unknown and to remain true to ourselves in the process. This week's episode is titled Uncommon Script. The theme for this episode was developed from my lessons and continued learning uh, throughout the week and curiosity about the most uncommon professions or jobs in the world that we may or may not have heard of but is essential to the balance and functions of society. And that's something I will be sharing this week's episode and tying it all in on uncommon script 
for ourselves and how we pursue and approach our goals, our purpose, and our life's mission. Of course, before the episode begins, I gotta hit you guys with a dad joke. And for this week's dad joke is, why did the scarecrow win an award? Anybody? Because he was outstanding in his field. (laughs) I think the kids will like that one. Please do share it with your family members, friends, and your kids, and get a quick laugh out of it. So as I mentioned, this week I was curious uh, as I was continuously studying um, different relevant things to what I'm working on, and a light bulb went off about being uncommon, and I think it continues um, from last week's episode of Train Humility and us being uncommon and unique individuals uh, in, in so many aspects of life, but also have the commonalities um, as human beings. So I did a little research on professions and jobs that you know some I've heard of, some I haven't heard of, but what's most important is the individuals that perform these duties and responsibilities and professions play an integral part in the balance of our society, our ecosystem, uh, that we don't even think about, right? We, we don't even consider the importance of what they do. So the next time you meet someone in the specific field or profession, I highly recommend you just take a moment to tell them thank you or even be curious enough and respectful to ask them to provide insights to you of their specific skill sets as a subject matter expert in their profession. So it allows you to expand your knowledge of understanding the importance of what they do, but also reminding you, right, of what you do in your profession or skill sets you may have and learn to embrace through loving yourself and appreciate what you're also able to contribute to the betterment of society as a whole. So allow me to get into the top eight most uncommon professions or jobs in the world that has a very essential part in our society's balance. The first one on the list is a sewage treatment plant operator. I think I've seen this on the TV show Dirty Jobs, and it's definitely a dirty job, right? Sewage treatment. But the importance of this individual or position is for the safe and efficient treatment of our wastewater, ensuring that it is clean before it's released back into the environment. They play a crucial role in protecting public health and preserving the environment. So every time we flush the toilet, right, we brush our teeth in the sink or any things that we flush into the water treatment facility, right? There's an individual, a person that makes sure that all the operational functions of that facility is working. So can you imagine the next time you flush your toilet and it doesn't flush down, right? Isn't it one of those, like it freaks you out moment, right? If you put too much toilet paper in the toilet and it clogs up and it starts filling up, filling up in slow motion and you're freaking out and you're trying to find a plunger and and what's even crazier, right? And I've experienced this and I don't know if you have, but 
you're at a you're a guest at a, a friend's house or somewhere and you use their toilet and you flush their toilet and it starts clogging and backing up and you start panicking it's probably one of the most embarrassing things that can happen to us right so that profession right there the next time you meet someone in that field the industry take a moment to tell them thank you and it's important because it's what allows us to live sanitarily right in our in our homes or everywhere we go even public bathrooms think about that the second profession is a medical lab technologist technologist these professionals analyze bodily fluids cells and tissues to diagnose and prevent disease they're critical to the medical field helping doctors and researchers to understand and treat illnesses so this profession i actually uh, the first time hearing it uh, just through research right uh, can you imagine um the sanitary approach that's necessary but also the courage to be in this industry when um analyzing bodily fluids um for research purposes um research and development right and to help develop cures for certain diseases so you know i don't know too much in the medical field uh, i'm not a big fan of hospitals and, and doctors of course we have to do our best to maintain that balance right uh, of our health and well-being in in the scope of mental physical spiritual but these specialists in these professions they're the ones that are essential for the medical field to better understand uh, these diseases that happen um, that impacts our society so next time you meet someone in that field same thing extend your appreciation and thank you and maybe ask them questions about the field uh, that can provide a, a better insight uh, for you in understanding uh, that scope um, you know in the medical field the third one is a farmer despite advancement in technology farmers are still essential for growing the food that we sustain our population they work tirelessly to, tirelessly to provide us with nourishment we need to survive, and their work is vital to our survival. In many parts of the world, agriculture and farmers and the methods of farming um, are not innovated or the lack of resources and accessibility to innovate their farming is in the forefront of many countries, many organizations, and as a civilization right the terminology food insecurity for example the most recently elected president of the philippines honorable president ferdinand marcos jr that is one of his key initiatives is agriculture the philippines being optimal for agriculture in a, a very very long rooted history in agriculture and more importantly in its connection to hawaii that bilateral you know um, experience of the farm workers coming to Hawaii uh, when the pineapple fields were here right just farming in general but we must have that really deep sense of appreciation for the craft and the art itself of farming no matter how much technology evolves the pure knowledge and experience of the farmers uh, they have that terminology to green thumb, right? Understanding the moon's um, cycles, understanding the oceans. I mean, they, they, it's so comprehensive 
but also very, um, in a way, old-fashioned in how they assess and how they plant their crops to the harvest season, uh, to overcoming the challenges of climate and weather. Uh, there's so many, you know, reasons why they are so essential to our society's survival. And I'm actually currently working on a few projects in the agriculture field um, from here and also finding ways to support and provide um, a platform and innovation for the farmers back home in the Philippines. So this one is very close and dear to my heart as a profession, the backbreaking labor, extensive labor that is required to be a farmer. Um, you know, it's just, it's amazing. And when you talk about uncommon or a dying art, um, it's happening, right? I think the, the, the younger generation in our society are more and more detached or uninformed about the importance of where our foods come from, the qualities of our foods. And I think us parents, we do have that responsibility and obligation to take a moment, a repetitive approach on educating our children about the importance of the farmers in the ecosystem of society and, and everyday life. So please do, if you know a farmer, and if you can help a farmer in any way you can, extend that olive branch and help them. But it's as simple as thanking them for what they do and their tireless efforts to continue the farming practices and helping making sure to provide sustainability for our society. So. The fourth one is a wind turbine technician. These workers are responsible for maintaining and repairing the wind turbines that provide clean energy. They're critical to the fight against climate change and their work helps create a sustainable future for all of us, right? So with the innovation of technology, there are different forms of renewable energy that's being explored currently uh, by many countries, many organizations, but the bottom line is the theme of climate change, right? And alternative source of energy for us, human civilization, to use um, in the country alone, right? Uh, you think about um, coal and how, how we create energy for the basic necessities we need in life. So as a wind turbine operator, it is essential in that position. And I didn't know, uh, this is something I learned also by, you know, finding this out, that that profession uh, is important uh, when it comes to the actual one uh, sector of sustainable uh, energy uh, for the future, for, for all of us, including our, our children in the future, and, and not having to be dependent uh, on the traditional uh, source of energy for us to survive. The fifth one is a deep sea diver. And these individuals are responsible for performing tasks in the deep sea, such as maintenance of oil rigs and scientific research. They work in some of the most inhospitable environments on earth, and their work is vital to our understanding of the deep sea. Um, when it comes to Nat Geo and Discovery Channel about these amazing ocean explorations uh, and advancement that's us, uh, human civilization, has made headway right in discovery from my understanding it is only such a percentage just the tip of the iceberg literally of the knowledge we know about the deep sea and and how it truly connects to our history and civilization and you you can imagine that profession 
um, how intricate it is, how challenging it is, and definitely the courage that you need to have uh, to be hundreds or even thousands of feet uh, underwater in the deep ocean um, to, to discover things for, for the name of science and for us to better understand um, which, of course, the body of waters that make up our planet, right, is, is what occupies our planet. So we must be continuing to innovate and finding ways to better understand the deep sea. As for maintenance of these ships, imagine the way of maritime in these ships is how our goods and products are delivered to us, especially here in Hawaii, being on an island, it's integral to the supply chain for the survival of us here that lives on the island. So if these experts in their field did not maintain or do not maintain those massive cargo ships that brings the goods and services, the supply chain ends. And can you imagine what that would do um, for right, the residents and the population on, on the island, including even in the Philippines, of course. So um, for the younger generation, that's something to also bring up as, as a, a conversation with them to maybe intrigue them to learn to better understand the importance of the supply chain and how our goods and products get to us, to our front door, right? Uh, it's like the gratification of instant order, Amazon delivered next day here. But I think it's an important lesson to share with our children to emphasize the processes and the expertise of these individuals that maintains those things so that the chain, the supply chain is maintained. So same thing, all these professions, when you do meet someone in that industry, extend a simple thank you and appreciation for what they do and an admiration uh, for the skill set and the sheer courage that it requires to be performing their their professions. The sixth one is a funeral director. I thought about this a few, you know, a, a few months ago and how important it is as an evergreen industry or business having a funeral home, right? Um, no matter where you're at in the country, no matter where you're at in the world, um, it's a necessity uh, in part of our society. But as a funeral director, this profession is important as they help families through the difficult process of planning and carrying out a funeral. They provide a critical service, helping people to grieve and say goodbye to their loved ones. So it's difficult enough to deal with such tra tragedy or a loss of a loved one. The mental state that we would be in, right? Or you, we can imagine what you'd be experiencing to be able to organize and manage and provide a respectful funeral service for your loved one. That's where the funeral director comes into play in these establishments in this industry of funeral homes and whenever think about it right when you know i'm sure many of us of all of us have attended uh, funerals of loved ones or anybody close to you and have you ever taken a moment to just take a step back and observe how organized how respectful uh, and thoughtful um, those funeral possessions are and there's a there's the director behind it to make sure that all those responsibilities that the family would need to come to consensus and, and you know take care of for their loved one is taken care of by a funeral director. So the next time you meet someone or the next time you attend a funeral, I do know that the moment might not be right. People are in a very sensitive state of mind, 
but I do highly recommend that you just take a moment and see if you can um, survey the landscape and, and see who the funeral director is or who the person is that actually put that funeral together and extend a very sincere thank you to them, right? Because I can imagine it's a very unique field to be in and witnessing the the pain and sorrows and the processing of how families grieve. Uh, you really got to have a very strong spirit and a strong mindset uh, and fortitude to be in that profession. So funeral director. The seventh one is a blacksmith. And for the younger generation, they might not be familiar what a blacksmith is. Uh, I know they do have a few TV shows that they still are preserving the old uh, ways of how blacksmith uh, came about, right? Despite the rise in mass production, blacksmiths continue to create a custom-made items and preserve the traditional craft. They're keepers of our tradition and their work is an important part of our cultural heritage. So blacksmith has been around for, for ages. I can imagine, I don't, I don't have the factual information, but that craft itself, the skill set, um, the creativity or that specific skill being passed down um, through your family, your lineage and preservation of it as a responsibility. Uh, I've seen a few um, blacksmiths, you know, through my younger days of field trips to different parts and part of cultural history, uh, have yet to meet an actual real life blacksmith. And I do, you have my word, when I do get a chance to meet one, uh, I, would, I would be very amazed just to see the blacksmith actually create a masterpiece, but also, of course, thank them and have a better understanding of how it is uh, an uncommon profession or, 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 you know, art, and it's the preservation of it, you know, and how it's still integrated to our society. And the final one, and I would say this is one of the most important ones that many of us and some do understand the importance of it is a beekeeper. Beekeepers are responsible for the care and maintenance of bee colonies, which are essential for pollinating, pollinating plants and producing honey. They're critical to the health of our environment and the survival of many species of plants and animals. So a beekeeper. And I think as parents, if we bring that idea up to our children or if they knew what a beekeeper does, they would just say, oh, they take care of bees, right? Uh, and it's the same for me, uh, learning about that. Uh, most recently, actually meeting uh, a beekeeper and the privilege of, of speaking to her of uh, this specific profession and this um, commitment to preservation and maintaining the health of colonies and bees and how integral it is literally to the survival of us uh, as humans and civilization when it comes to the pop population of bees. All right, it's definitely, I'd say, a dangerous job. It's not for everyone. Um, it takes a sense of, uh, for sure, courage, uh, but also a broader understanding of how sensitive really our ecosystem is when it comes to survival and us as a human you know civilization when it comes to better understanding the behaviors the production and the preservation of bees and, and bee colonies and more importantly the experts who 
are beekeepers. So the next time you get a chance, it's really fascinating, by the way. I think if you get a chance to check out, um, you know, a place where they do uh, maintain the bee colonies or produce honey, uh, or you get a chance to meet a beekeeper, I would definitely take the time to, you know, have a meaningful conversation with them in more in depth of how it's really connected to our survival and how key it is to our survival uh, as uh, human beings. So those are the eight uncommon professions I came up with through um, just my research and, and studies and I found interesting uh, that I wanted to share with you guys. And you probably have heard of some of the professions and you probably heard all of them or if you have it. But I wanted to share that really with the intent of value to expand and broaden our thinking and our curiosity about these very unique uncommon professions that maintains helps maintain the balance in our everyday life that we don't even think about right and and we uh completely take for granted uh in in some you know chapters of our lives so just a quick rundown the first one was a sewage treatment plant operator the second one is a medical lab technologist technologist third is of course the farmer fourth the wind turbine technician, fifth, the deep sea diver, sixth, the funeral director, seventh, a blacksmith, and eighth, a beekeeper. I was excited to share those insights and input with you guys and the insightful episode uh, that my goal and intention was uh, for this episode. I also extracted something in relating to Uncommon Script, which is the theme for this episode uh, from one of the books I, I read recently called The Dichotomy of Leadership uh, by Mr. Jocko Willink. Uh, it's a great book about leadership, about philosophy and real life application. I believe he's a retired Navy SEAL, um, motivational speaker, very prominent individual. Um, I believe his company Echelon Front uh, and also um, he also owns a, a USA based uh, clothing company um, sorry I can't recall it right now but it's a great book The Dichotomy of Leadership so referring back to that and in, in, in relating to the theme of this episode he, he spoke uh, recently uh, on the Lewis House um, Daily Motivation podcast about can you have too much ownership as a leader or extreme ownership as a leader? And the example he provided was if he provided a mission to his team, he provided all the parts of that mission, how to go about it, what the mission is, what time you're going, where it's at, what team you're taking, what tools you're going to require, what vehicles you're going to need, what weapons to accomplish the mission. I mean, the A to Z of him covering that to his team member or his team lead, and they go on that mission, and all of a sudden, an unforeseen challenge or adversity presents itself during their execution of that mission, would they have the solution to resolve that? And then they go back to him and say, we were applying all the necessity uh, instructions that you provided and we encountered this obstacle and we don't have a solution for it. And the point is, is, is that is having too much ownership 
And what I learned from that is <clears throat> the uncommon approach of also having the courage to even it is your leader or your superior to respectfully recommend and the delegation of a specific task mission from your perspective that you're able to apply your own skill sets and creative approach to accomplishing the mission. Through that, you will be able to discover, since it is your plan or a collaborative plan together with one goal in mind to accomplish the mission, you are able to be more flexible and create adaptability with your team when adversities do arise in accomplishing your mission. So I think that was a cool um, you know, episode, but also insert for this episode of Uncommon Script, right? Meaning you don't have to stick to the script. I mean, culturally, no matter where you're, which part of the world you're in, depending how, you know, education is presented, what resources you may have. Um, I believe we, some are kind of born into this script of the expectations of either our parents, people that are influential in our lives, of the path that we must take to of the definition of what life is, the definition of your purpose, the definition of freedom or happiness, whatever it may be. For some reason, there's this script that we have to follow, but there is no rule to that. And that's why I came up with this episode this week, Uncommon Script. It's okay to be uncommon. Some people and most actually will not like that you're going against the grain of what the script is or what life script is, right? For example, you're born into something, you're trained. If you look at it from a professional athlete perspective, right? Your family are all professional athletes or high collegiate performing athletes. And it's this expectation that's set on you to follow this script for you to turn out to be a professional athlete, to follow suit to what your um, your, your family members or your family stands for. You know, I think there's a right time to follow the script, right, um, for safety and discipline approach. But there is also a time where you need to have that courage to deviate from the script and create your own uncommon script. What works for you at the end of the day? That's what it comes down to. And that's what this theme is about, is creating and paving your own uncommon script that will distinguish you uh, amongst your peers and, you know, it's going to be lonely at times is what I'm learning, right? You're going to have such big ideas and it's going to be so unorthodox for people to even relate to you that they just completely, I guess, check you off, completely disregard you. So I'm here to tell you that it's okay. It's okay to create an uncommon script for yourself, for your life. It's your life at the end of the day, right? The decisions you make, the choices you make and how you go about that and executing what your your goal is your script is that's up to you and you're building that each day right each day we fail each day we advance each day we're learning so i want to make sure to emphasize that so in conclusion uh, before i i you know conclude it i just want to of course incorporate also the parenting perspective <clears throat> of uncommon scripts and i i did a little research on a few uncommon parenting approaches so this is important to me as a parent, as a single father of two young kids, but also important theme to the podcast for any parents that are listening to the podcast when it comes to 
just parenting in general. They say there is no perfect blueprint, there is no perfect script for parenting, right? So I came across four different uncommon parenting approaches and please do provide your feedback on it and insights and you know let me know what you think of it and this is something that you are currently applying as a parent for, to your children or something you would consider <clears throat> or you completely opposed to it. So I don't know, but it's open for discussion. The first one is excuse me, attachment parenting, which emphasizes the importance of a strong emotional bond between parent and child, right? So that can be, uh, I guess the word is controversial, right? Where you, you kind of coddle or baby your children. Um, so I think you must have a balance on that. Uh, but I do believe it's important to make sure that, especially in the, the, the earlier uh, lives of our children, uh, they need that nurturing and, and, and that connection, that energy connection uh, with the parents. The second one is unschooling, which allows children to learn through their own interests and experiences rather than a traditional school curriculum. So that's an interesting approach or uncommon approach to parenting, especially with the society that we live in and the standards that is required when it comes to education, both public and private, or what is the source of the knowledge and who is teaching that knowledge and information to our children. So, I mean, I can create a whole nother episode on that, right? It, it's just the different school systems and standards and um, structures they have set, but also the set of limitations and things that they do not teach. Uh, I think on the last episode, I, I emphasize on financial literacy for our children. How do you um, start educating our children at a young age to understand financial literacy uh, in terms that they can understand it, right? So... That one is, you know, for, for the parents that conduct homeschooling, maybe, right, uh, and creating your own um, curriculum and template on how uh, you want your children to learn. But I think most important about that one is to allow your children to have the curiosity to learn about whatever they want to learn about and be supportive, but also have that balance of providing factual information with them when they're curious about a specific subject matter. The next one is free-range parenting, which encourages children to have independence and autonomy at a young age. So that one ties into the discipline, right? Uh, we're all raised in different times and eras of how discipline was implemented by our parents and their, I guess, approach on discipline. So that one just, you know, I'd recommend be, be cautious, right? You do want to have them provide them the freedom but also make sure you uh, have those um, hard conversation of discipline when necessary. And the final one is positive discipline, which focuses on teaching children appropriate behavior through positive reinforcement and communication. And the one that stands out for that one is communication. Definitely, right? Um, I read something that both the night before and also the morning of when you wake up with your children, the mindset that you want to be in or that you want them to be in, of course, is a positive mindset. So imagine waking up in the morning and getting your children ready for school, making them breakfast, the whole processes of, of being a parent and just the responsibilities we have to our children. And it starts with yelling, right? It starts with uh, such a, a negative energy. Here's an example, the challenge of getting our children to wake up in the morning early enough to be prepared, be able to eat a, a sustenance breakfast for school. 
and I'm guilty of it as a parent and most many are, right? Where we, we lose our cool some days because early in the morning, but it all reflects us. Meaning, you know, how do we wake up in the morning? What mindset are we in? What systems have we implemented as parents in the morning to prepare us for the day, but also have a positive outlook that we can translate into our children as we know it is a challenge to wake them up and get them ready each day. Right? Children will be children, uh, but that's part of the discipline when it comes to that. So positive reinforcement when you do um, provide it to your children, but also explain to them why. And that's the communication part. Why you're giving them a positive reinforcement or the constructive criticism, you know, in a way for them to understand. So those are a few parenting, uncommon parenting approach uh, that I came across. And maybe some can be implemented and some are not applicable um, to the listeners. <clears throat> so in conclusion, it's been very exciting to share this episode with you guys. It's been very insightful for me through my discovery, and I truly felt the value of the information that I was able to find and translate on this audio platform as a podcast for you guys to um, to listen to and maybe provide, like I said, always value in an alternative perspective on how you see things and how you are pursuing things in your life, your goals, your purpose, your ambitions, whatever it may be. As a conclusion, it is important to remember that being uncommon and unique is not only acceptable, but is what allows us to find our purpose and achieve our goals. It's what sets us apart and makes us special. It's what gives us the courage to create our own uncommon script of life. When we embrace our uniqueness, we are able to tap into our true potential and make a meaningful impact in the world. We're able to contribute to society in ways that are truly special and valuable. We are able to make a difference in the lives of those around us. It is time to have the courage to be ourselves, to pursue our passions, and to create our own uncommon script of life. It's time to embrace the power of being different and to make, us, to make use of it and make a positive impact in the world. So let's have a positive impact in the world by being us, by being yourself, and have the courage to be uncommon and ourselves, to create our own unique path in life, and have the courage to adapt, to try new things and embrace the unknown. Let's have the courage to be true to ourselves and live the life we were meant to live. Thank you for listening on this episode of Courage to Adapt Podcast, Uncommon Script. Have a wonderful and blessed week, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Aloha. Thank you so much for listening to Courage to Adapt podcast. We hope you have a productive and safe week. If you enjoy this episode, please share with others and kindly give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when our new episodes are released. If today's episode provided valuable insights for you, I kindly ask and request you head over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Please connect with me on all social media platforms for meaningful and inspiring content you can find the link in the show notes for all my social media accounts i'd love to hear from you and connect with you this podcast was brought to you by the select few llc business consulting management firm which specializes in the field of project management esl tutoring foreign student exchange programs sports agent business consultation 
you'll find the website link on the show notes to book your free consultation. Also, Courage to Adapt Clothing and Apparel Brand, an inspiring and thoughtful designs on our canvas of our products to spread the message and representation of you having the courage to adapt in your life's journey. You're able to find the website in the show notes. Do check out our products, which supports a few nonprofit organizations in the Philippines, in the farming community, and a homeless shelter to help provide food and school supplies for for the children. And last but not least, Forefathers Fitness. You'll be able to find the website for Forefathers Fitness on the show notes at forefathersfitness.com with their amazing vision to empower men over 40 to achieve lasting wellness through comprehensive range of services and products, including accountability coaching, scientifically proven fitness strategies, and nutritional guidance. By working with their clients to identify and overcome any obstacles to their health and well-being, we aim to live the best lives and reach their full potential. With the mission of empowering men over 40 to achieve optimal health and vitality by providing the tools and support necessary to regain strength and form. Whether you're looking to rebuild your fitness or simply want to learn how to optimize your health, Forefathers Fitness is here to guide you on your journey. Forefathersfitness.com And again, have an amazing week and I will see you on the next episode of Courage to Adapt podcast.